Hi there, listener. How are you doing? Um, I can't really hear you, so don't answer. The truth is 10 years old today. We have made so many stories over the years. We've done every genre. We've done multi-part series. We've done live shows. And there's just like so much stuff there. And I know it can be overwhelming if you're new to the show. You know, where do I start? How do I even know what I like? So to celebrate our 10th anniversary, we asked folks on our mailing list to tell us about their favorite true story ever. And then I interviewed a bunch of them. They're from all over the world and they're really thoughtful and some of the stories are so poignant. And I had a wonderful time talking with all of them. We'll hear from them later in the show. But first, uh, we also want to hear from you. We want you to help us choose the best truth story of all time. So we made a little game. It's a bracket featuring 16 of the most popular episodes of The Truth from the last 10 years. There'll be four rounds of voting. And just like in a sports bracket, you'll be comparing two episodes, one to another, deciding which one you like better. So, like, which is better, tape delay or robocalls? I mean, it's a tough choice, right? Uh, Moon graffiti or Voyager found? This is stuff we need to know. So (laughs) go to radiotopia.fm slash truth10 to vote. Voting is open now, but you don't have long. The final round of the bracket will close on February 17th. Our polls are open, so go vote now. Radiotopia.fm slash truth10. And we will announce the winner on our next episode of The Truth. And after the break, we're going to hear from listeners about their favorite stories, including this one from a man whose job is to transport human remains from the place of death to the funeral home. Listening to Rideshare was the most meta experience of my life. I'm Jonathan Mitchell. This is The Truth. And on this episode, we're celebrating 10 years of raw emotions and unexpected plot twists voices in your head. That's right. It's 10 years of us. So stick around. Okay, so uh, I asked people on our mailing list to tell us about their favorite true story ever. And so when we talk about these stories, I don't want to give away too much, but I do want to hear everyone talk about the stories, like really talk about them. So uh, we, we have some mild spoilers in this episode, but hopefully they're the kind that will just make you want to go hear the story even more. And we have our first listener with us now. Could you please introduce yourself? I just want to say, first off, it's so funny to hear and like see you in person. I've listened to your voice so many times. <laughs> um, yeah, is my audio okay? I uh, guess I should. Uh, yeah, it sounds okay. fine. You can turn down a little bit. Maybe that's better. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. great. Yeah, so my name is Shay, and I started listening to The Truth back in uh, uh, twenty. 12 when I was just starting high school. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's a long time. That's like the whole life of the show. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so you are going to tell us about your favorite episode after all that time, your favorite episode of The Truth. Which episode is it? Uh, That episode is Tape Delay. All right. Let's hear a little bit of Tape Delay. Hello. Hi, Ben. It's Erica calling. Started out the same exact way as I had just recalled it. Then it starts to sound like not me. Do you know how long you're going to be? I remember listening to Tape Delay for the first time and just absolutely like sweating through my shirt the first time I heard it. It was horrifying, but in a very interesting way because I was like, wow, this is how 
My brain works. It's the exact same words that I believe I had just said, but when I listened to the tape, it sounded like, not me, but this jerk. Can you hear me? I had a lot of undiagnosed like social anxiety as a kid, and so it was just very shocking to hear, like, oh, you know, maybe this is confirmation for me that everybody is uh, not my friend or <laughs> doesn't really like me or there's something that they're not telling me. And I could just relate to the character a lot. And he is pretty morally gray, I guess, more towards the end. I won't spoil it. But um, how did you relate to him? I saw him as someone who was trying very hard. And I think that scared me because I realized that I also tried very hard. And if he was trying very hard and I could hear it, and he was coming on the other side of an interaction with um, something bad happening, it struck a very real nerve with me of being afraid of interaction going poorly. Yeah, it's that lack of control. Yeah. That's scary. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that the second half um, goes a little more into the embarrassment factor for me listening to it at the time because... I, if I had the opportunity, like this character, to re-piece a conversation and listen back to it, I would, fe- I would have felt so soothed by that. And so it was hearing uh, him go through the motions of doing something that you don't usually listen to or something that you do in private was also kind of um, scary. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she was upset. She was also patient and... I am okay. Sincere and genuine and authentic. You know, I was, I was really actually looking forward to this. And I thought, well, what if I put something in there that I know is nice? Well, here we are, huh? Hi. I'm so glad to finally meet you. I was really actually looking forward to this. Yeah, me too, definitely. So I was actually diagnosed as well with um, like maladaptive daydreaming. Um, so I would lose like pretty big chunks of my day. Like it was sort of a ritualistic thing for me when I was a kid. I would, you know, a couple hours before I would go to bed, I would just kind of lie on the bed and think back to all the conversations that I'd had through the day and sort of run back through them and spin them for the next day and see how I could interact um, with my family or my friends or schoolmates the next day and and make it good. I just wanted to make it good. (laughs) And so listening to this character who had that chance uh, to make a a good interaction for himself, um, even if it wasn't for anybody else, it was just for him. It was embarrassing to hear because it was like self-reflection of like, I would never tell anybody that I did this, but here he is on (laughs) on this podcast, you know, doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think for me, I mean, it was like, um, it was sort of like a, a fantastical leap, you know, like like I was trying to make this story work and I had uh, recorded with these actors. We'd improvised that first opening sequence. And um, I was like, I don't know if I can go back to this actress again and ask her to do this scene one more time. But I know I have access to the actor. And so I was like, oh, maybe I can just rewrite Ed's lines and use her tape and make the scene work that way. And like, wait a minute, maybe the character does that. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, I mean, that's one of the thing, reasons I'm a radio producer, I think, is because when I started editing tape, um, I felt that sense of um, control over time was something that was kind of, I don't know, therapeutic in a way. Mm. You know? 
So you said the story was scary for you when you first heard it. How do you feel about it now? I think I, I listened to it a second time the next day when I had kind of <laughs> built up some more bravery around it. And I brought it to my best friend at the time who had no idea what a podcast was and my like 10-year-old sister who also had no idea what a podcast was. I had them both listen to it and they both came back with the information I was afraid of, of like, yeah, we definitely don't <laughs> think like this. This is kind of irrational. And so I came to my parents at the time and they were pretty conservative. They didn't really believe in mental health care. But after I graduated, I got out of the cult and the family <laughs> and I spent my first paycheck on mental healthcare. And that was definitely the catalyst for me to realize, um, yeah, maybe I need some actual help. <laughs> well, I'm really glad you found it. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Shay. Yeah. I'll be excited to hear what everybody else is recommending too. You know, when we put together the show, uh, it's easy to lose sight of the person who's listening because you don't see them. And uh, sometimes the sheer reach of the internet uh, is really quite unexpected. My name is Malcolm Mutambalengwe. Where are you right now? Uh, right now I'm in Harare, Zimbabwe. Wow, that's the other side of the world, it's basically. It's the other side of the world. Yeah, and so which episode do you want to recommend? Possible side effects. It was, it was actually quite close because there were several episodes, but that's the one that really stood out that where I said, wow, you know, these guys are insane, but they're insanely creative. I've been hearing voices. What? what? Yeah, I've been hearing voices. Okay, have the voices told you to hurt yourself or others? No, no, that's the thing. Uh, voices are great. I mean, they're really great. Uh, they encourage me to get out of bed and get to work on time. Uh, they tell me that I'm sexy. I, I mean, they remind me to floss. Um, they're giving me advice on how to move ahead at work. Any paranoia? Any suicidal ideation? He already said we were awesome. No, if anything, it's like less less bad thoughts than before. Right? I mean, there's there's three of them, right? We got we got Kimmy, the sweet one. Aw, thanks. And there's Tina, the sensible one. And then there's Scar, which she's pretty much always Googling me and trying to get my pants. I really liked that the portions were female and our main character was, was male. It added a certain sexual element to it, but I also guess it made it convincing because whatever decisions we want to make, they have to be attractive. Joel, no matter what happens, you're going to be fine. You are a brilliant, brave, funny guy. You'll be okay. I'm going to fold like a cheap card table. No, no you won't. God, you are better than that. Card tables are actually very hard to fold. Remember that time you had to turn it over and almost stand on the legs to get them to That's like... That's because Joel forgot to push in the metal supporters. Not the it's point, a... guys. No, <laughs> she has a point. That card table was both cheap and very hard to fold. I think it's a mirror on ourselves. Whatever choices we make in life, we kind of know the final outcome, but we still kind of make that decision anyway. It could be anything. It could be exercise. It could be eating too much sugar. You name it. We kind of know the ending. It's so easy to be hard on this guy, but when we look at ourselves introspectively, we kind of realize, you know what? We, we are not as different from him as you might think. Kudos to the writer. Yeah, his name is Casper Kelly. Yeah, he, he wrote two other stories on our show. Um, he wrote Darkened to the Mall. Okay. 
and he wrote Justice Battalion. Justice Battalion. Is that why there were superheroes and then... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's a really great writer. He's, he writes a lot for television. He, he did this special for Adult Swim called uh, Too Many Cooks that went viral back in 2014. Well, it was, it was, wow, it was an honor for me to have the chance to talk to someone who's, who's made something that's changed my life. So, oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's really, really nice to hear. Wow, uh, thank you so much. You can hear possible side effects and all the stories we're talking about today on our website, thetruthpodcast.com. Not every story we do is going to be for everyone. Sometimes you just have to be in the right mood or in the right setting. And our next listener heard one of our stories in the most surreal place I can imagine. My name is Matt Musgrove, and I am a funeral attendant. And so which story are you recommending? Oh, I'm recommending uh, Rideshare. Uh, So my job is I transfer human remains of loved ones from the place of death to the funeral home. Wow. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Listening to Rideshare was the most meta experience of my life. I'm actually just coming from trivia. Um, I know it doesn't matter, but my team won. (laughs) Bravo. Good for you. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny how mortality makes winning seem important. Uh, I was uh, transferring three loved ones that night, and it was a long night, uh, and it, it can be very long evenings. Uh, you know, they're people, so having them, having them with me, it's, uh, it, was, it was a surreal experience. <laughs> wait, wait, we're not even going in the right direction. It's not even the long way. It's just not the way. It's the direction we're going. I'm going to call another driver, and... Death is never convenient. Do you have reception? Uh, and... I, I love how, you know, these two characters just hop hop in a stranger's vehicle, as we all do with Rideshare. I don't want to die. Oh, I, I can't kill you. See, he'll just torture us in a basement or something. Queen. Please, I I have a cat and, and I'm a you teacher. Can and personalize I just had a really good Tinder date you and want. it's You're already dead. What? Sit back. Look out the window. You're suspended right now. In transit. Prove it. Prove I'm dead. Check your pulse. Um, I, I liked how she took her time. Like, the, the man who committed the crime and, you know, shot her, uh, he immediately started chugging away at the sticks water to just forget about it. And, you know, she, she took time to learn about, how, how am I supposed to feel about this? Um, because nobody really knows how to feel about grief. It's 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 unlike any other emotion. To comes in waves. It's unpredictable. Uh, how how far do you delve into it? When do you move on? When is it appropriate to move on in in your heart and in your mind? And uh, when is there forgiveness? When, and then the driver tells you, well, does it even matter now? And that's hard to take in too. Um, because you're gone. So, the sun rises, births and deaths and subway delays and acts of love and all the kale I ate, it it just doesn't, it doesn't matter then? It all matters. It all matters. Well, everything except the kale. 
I, I had to I had to reach out to you because uh, the truth has been a big part of my life. You are very inspiring, uh, and really a, a big shout out to uh, Lila Newman. She's a brilliant writer. Um, that was it was a very powerful story. Thank you so much, Matt. That was really nice. Uh, and it wouldn't be a truth episode without some ads in the middle. I know, I know. Uh, but they're so important. They're so important for our show. They really make everything we do possible. So this episode of The Truth is brought to you by BetterHelp Online Therapy. And BetterHelp wants to tackle some of the stigmas around mental health. For example, many people think therapy is for other people. But utilizing therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means you recognize that all humans have emotions and we need to learn to understand them and not avoid them. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. And truth listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash the truth. That's betterhelp.com slash the truth. The beginning of the new year is a great time to finally start things, like diets, workout routines, or thinking about your financial future. Even if you don't plan on getting off your couch in 22, you should at the very least do one responsible thing while you sit there. Check out wealthfront.com. You can start investing in no time with Wealthfront's classic portfolio, or you can make it your own with things that you care about, like socially responsible funds, technology, crypto trusts, or hundreds of other investments. Wealthfront was designed by financial experts to help you turn your good ideas into great investments without the hassle of doing everything yourself. To start building your wealth and get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com truth. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash truth to start building your wealth today. Our next listener is a very devoted fan of the truth. Could you please introduce yourself? Um, my name is Eileen Maidash, and I've been listening to the truth ever since you started, and I've never left. You know, a lot of things only go for a few years and then drop off, but yeah. here you are. <laughs> yeah, and you are here to recommend your favorite episode. Which episode is it? I want to recommend the episode Fish Girl. Must be nice having this whole place to yourself. Uh, it's okay. I get really bored and really lonely. I like being alone. But you still come to visit me? You talk to me. When I'm with people, it's just like I'm alone but getting judged. What do you mean? What do people judge you for? Everything. Well, at the time in my life, um, I had a daughter that was just like the girl. And, there, and actually, when I sent it out to my kids to listen to it again, my daughter said, that reminds me so much of Jen. So she was just like that character. And I could easily drop her off for hours, and she would just love to be in a fish store. Next question, what do you do for fun, like with other kids? Um, I don't do anything with the other kids. Uh, they call me fish girl. Who does? People in my class. I told my friend about how I talk to fish. And, well, she told everyone. So now they call me that. Fish girl sounds like a compliment to me. Trust me, it's not. 
Oh. Have you spent a lot of time around aquariums? Yes. My daughter, she had a 55-gallon fish tank, and we spent a lot of time at Slither and Swim in West Haven, Connecticut. <laughs> Did she ever, uh, like, develop relationships with the fish, you know, in that same kind of way? She actually could teach them to do tricks. No kidding. Yeah, she looked it up on YouTube, and it could go down and pick up the, a ball and bring it to the top, you know. And she, uh-huh. She's the only person I know that could train fish to do things. <laughs> That's incredible. That's yeah. like dolphins, but tiny. <laughs> yeah. And now she's, uh, she's uh, getting a PhD in microbiology out in Arizona. So it's been a little while since this came out. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish the writer, Rebecca Shaw, were here because she could talk about uh, what inspired her to write it. I think I suggested to her to write a story based on something that, w- that something she knew a lot about. And this is what she chose to write. But it was just well done from beginning to end, the story line. You know, it was just really a well-crafted story is how I felt about that one. And many others, too. I'm also wondering, um, is there anything, because it's our 10th anniversary, is there anything that you um, hope for the future of the truth? That you keep on going. (laughs) I love the actors, especially now when I can't get to a theater. When I was little, we used to have a campfire and we would listen to like the pit and the pendulum at night. This is something I could like listen to at night around a campfire. You can hear Fish Girl and all the stories we're talking about today on our website, thetruthpodcast.com. And now we're going to spin the globe once again for our final listener recommendation. Let's see where it lands. So... Yeah, I am from, in, my name is Chakradhar Vallabh. I'm a civil engineer by profession. Uh, I am from India. So I found uh, the truth in middle of 2016 when I was actually, that is, this is one of the first podcasts I ever heard. I wanted to recommend You're Not Alone. You're not alone. Jared. Jared. You're not alone. Uh and that connected to me a lot because personally I was also in a not so great place and uh, that episode actually gave me a lot of hope. Here, take this. People just leave them in the shop all the time. Thanks very much. The compassion uh, she showed towards him, that's what actually stuck with me and that's what I could see myself in both the characters, uh, the one who is actually down and the one who is actually being compassionate and trying to help, and she respects him. I could use some help, and if you don't mind helping me out with that, then I'd be happy to give you a free cup of coffee, a sandwich maybe. You're serious? I'm totally serious. Just left her left titty. I like that. Yeah? Yeah. One of the voices starts talking very explicitly. Like, grab her. Okay, my name's Lisa. Give her a tongue bath. You're Jared, Lisa. Nice to meet you, Jared. She's afraid of you. You don't belong here. here. What are you doing? That dialogue actually uh, stood with me because um, it's such a dark thing to think. It's, it's, I don't know how you come up with this stuff and how you edit this, but it just worked. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, the, like we're all filled with these contradictions. Yeah. Yes. And most of us are able to filter them out. You know? Yeah. Those voices, you know, that he hears, those were all improvised. Oh, wow. And I just had a group of improvisers standing in a circle, and I'd, we'd at, give them a prompt mm-hmm. um, and, and go around the circle and get a response from each of them. 
And, and we just do that with lots of different things that we thought would be useful in the story. And then when I was editing it, I'm like, like how, like, because I, I, I don't hear voices, but I talk to myself in, mm-hmm. in ways that yeah. are, is, is often, you know, contradictory. Like it's very dark, but very, you know, I yeah. don't, you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's, it's like in the story. And I was, I, I was trying to um, be honest about how, how emotions can, can kind of manipulate you. Try doing like a, a pattern, like a strumming pattern. You know, just going back to the Whoa, that's really cool. I think also it's a story about being a musician. Yeah. I, I remember when I made it, I thought, I hope this makes people want to play music. Yeah, yeah and uh, to add to that, I also think it's a great story about second chances. And um, it's just. Yeah, it's it's a good wholesome story. That's what I think I told in the uh, email too. That it, in a weird way, it's it's absolutely wholesome. Yeah, it has a moral center. Yes, that's a really good example of Lewis, Lewis's sensibility. Lewis yeah. Kornfeld, who wrote that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm really glad that that story has a happy ending because I yeah. think with a lot of those stories, mm. it, it it goes someplace really dark and, yes. and sort of stays there. And um, and this one kind of tries to find a way out of that darkness. You know? As a hobby, I'm a writer. Uh, so I like writing stories. I like coming up with characters. I like uh, having like a structure and trying to learn about writing. And truth has definitely challenged me to write better uh, and write, learn more and uh, um you know, write well-rounded characters rather than being just a cliche, as you mentioned. If this story had a negative ending, it's one of hundred stories which, which follows that trope. But having a happy ending and tying music to it is just something I thought uh, I wouldn't have come up with, and it just feels so original. And uh, I want to write something as original and as impressive as that. So in that way, it has helped me in my personal uh, level uh, as far as my writing goes. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's really nice. I I wish Lewis could be here to hear that too, because I think it would make him very happy as well. You know, one thing I kept thinking as I was talking to these folks is uh, that people really seem to want to talk about our stories. And uh, there isn't really a great place for that. So um, the more of you that join a forum and start talking about it, the more like a place like that'll grow. You know, there's, I think there's a space for it on Reddit right now. There's some great podcast platforms. Uh, Repod has a really nice discussion feature, but there's lots of stuff out there. You know, just find someplace and uh, help our community grow. And don't forget about our bracket. We need you to help us name the best truth story ever. So go to radiotopia.fm slash truth10 to vote. Voting is open now, but you don't have long. The final round of the bracket will close on February 17th. Don't miss this chance to determine the answer to this very important question. We will announce the winner on our next episode of The Truth. Our polls are open, so go vote now. Radiotopia.fm truth10. Thank you so much. Thank you to everyone who has helped make this show over the years. I feel so fortunate to have worked with an amazing group of talented people. There are so many I'm 
really, I tried to make a list and I gave up because there's no way you'd sit here for another 30 minutes with me listing them all. It's it's overwhelming to me. Um, how much has changed? How much uh, the show has grown? How much I've changed? Uh, how many incredibly interesting and talented people I've met through doing this show? It's a really collaborative project. And we're doing it together with you. Uh, that you are there makes it worth doing. So um, thank you so much for listening to our show for 10 years. And um, I hope I hope we're around for a few more. So um, I'm Jonathan Mitchell. And for 10 years, you have been hearing. The Truth. Radiotopia. Radiotopia.